I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting the fiber arts and how awesome it is. Woo! Yes! Uh, Before we dive in today, uh, let's talk about what we're working on. Tina? Well, I'm working on holding my mic. (laughs) (laughs) A plus. No, I... If I was working on something, if I had two hands, it would be um, probably my brioche hat. I just need something simple right now. And my my sweater is getting to the point that it's hot. Like it sits on my thighs and creates heat. (laughs) Like a little blanket. Yes. And I don't want a blanket right now. It's like 80 degrees out. It is 80 in the Northeast. I am good. (laughs) Hard pass. All right, Drea. Still plugging away on the uh, Kemi shawl by Isabel Kramer, and I'm using Silverman Fiber Arts in blue jeans, faded, faded jeans, faded jeans, faded jeans, jeans. jeans. <laughs> Just say jeans, jeans. Knitting <laughs> <laughs> um, jeans. All right, Jess. I'm playing video games. I'm Great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> You're not. I can see what you're doing. (laughs) I am working on my uh, Sweater of Swords by Dear Ingenue. I think that's how you pronounce it. I am on the second sleeve. I was going to start the second side of my tea cozy, but I decided I wanted to work on the second sleeve more. I'm on seconds right now. Um... And yeah, so I'm working on that, and it is in the colorways Vinca and Morganis um, from Critical Hit Dyes. I am working on uh, my Sundrop Pullover by Laura Ayler. I am back on track after the mistake that I had last week. I'm about halfway through this pattern shift, and then the only thing left is the hem. So I am getting there. It's, it's coming. Um, and I'm really excited to be almost done with this thing. Not that I haven't loved it. It's been a lot of fun, but I'm ready to move on. Um, if you want to check out more about our, uh, current projects, patterns, and yarns, be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com. And now, Knitting, Socializing, and Community with Meg. So this is going to be a super short segment today, but um, I wanted to discuss the news that hit uh, the crafting and fiber verse in the last 48 hours um, that XRX Inc., um, who's in charge of the Stitches events, um, has declared bankruptcy. And there will no longer be any events. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, They announced it yesterday. Whoa, I'm not on social media anymore. So that I this is legit reaction right here. <laughs> Stay up to date on like knitting community news. So that is also um, this is brand new to me. I mean, it's it's brand new to almost everybody. They just announced it yesterday. Um, on their website, they said that after 32 years of doing events and 40 plus years in business, uh, they can no longer survive in the present economic climate. One of the the major kind of hits that this is creating um, is that if if you aren't if you aren't um, familiar with stitches, um, stitches actually used to be several different events all over the country, um, which were not only just big fiber events; they were also 
big teaching events where they would employ dozens of teachers to hold classes. They had a booming marketplace. Um, they used to have one in Connecticut. They actually pulled out a few years ago. So there hasn't been one in Connecticut in a while. We've never been to yeah, one. Um, we did talk about going to one, but never actually happened. Um, the real hit in all of this is that up until a few hours before they announced their bankruptcy, um, XRX Inc. was still taking registrations and booth fees from vendors. Oh. So um, a oh. lot of small businesses in the fiber community are going to be negatively impacted as a result of this. Oh, um, that's messed up. Yeah. Um, with And, and they're, they are saying that they will be reimbursed, but there's no real timeline right now for reimbursement yeah. because, as you know, bankruptcy is complicated. Also, technically, with the bankruptcy thing, they just basically said no. That's really messed up. It's like it's very problematic, um, and especially for for a lot of teachers and small business owners who um, had already invested in reserving a space at a Stitches event. Um, today, on a lot of uh, social media, on Ravelry, on Instagram, a lot of small business owners who were not affiliated with Stitches um, were actually calling for. Kind of the awareness of, you know, over the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to see um, these vendors coming out and saying, hey, you know, I had invested money in stitches and now I'm, you know, I'm in kind of a snag. Um, so calling for, you know, support of these businesses, it can cost a lot of money to vend at a show. Um, and it is a risk that a lot of, of crafters take because of the hopeful payout that it's going to bring them. Um, so when they pay fees up front, they're anticipating that they're going to make that money back. Right. When something like this happens, it puts those small businesses in a bind because they have, they've already output the money, but they're also not going to be getting the money back that they invested. Um, so, you know, just be aware if you see this, you know, in the next couple of weeks, um, and you feel so inclined to support these small businesses or even give them just a shout out, um, realizing that they are in a bind, that they're in a tough spot. Um, we want to see small businesses succeed. I mean, that's a big part of, of the fiber crafting world in general. Um, most of us are. Excuse me. What were you saying? I said just most, if you see it, most uh, of the fiber, they, there's a like, there's a lot of big ones, but a lot of the different ones you see are these small businesses that usually do go to the shows. So yeah, I can imagine this is kind of changing blow. their whole, yeah. their whole model. And also the fact that when something like this happens and you have such a large vending space go down like that, um, it also does create kind of a fear in a lot of um, small businesses that um, the risk is not going to be worth it. Um, so those of us that want to keep going to fiber festivals and seeing small businesses, you know, we want them to succeed. We want to be encouraging. So nobody's saying like, go out and spend a bunch of money. Um, but if you could even like, if you see these businesses that are saying that they are in a bind or they, um, you know, are, are, they were caught up in the stitches madness, um, even giving them a shout out, plugging them on social media, that's a great way to make sure that they, um, you know, kind of stay afloat and 
keep them keep in the public consciousness sending them some love so the algorithms see them <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i hope you guys don't mind if i say this but if any of the you out there that are listening to this are affected by that we'd be happy to do a shout out for you on the podcast we can do that for the next couple of weeks uh, just to bring yeah. awareness to your business and hopefully some free advertisement in the sounds of a voice uh, to hopefully send people your way. Uh, I think that's one thing we can do. It doesn't cost us anything to do it. And if it will help you, if you've been affected by this situation, um, please uh, contact us through our Instagram or our email on our website. We have a form and we will shout you out. We'll respond to your message and we'll definitely shout you out um, on the podcast in the next coming weeks. So for this week's main topic, we're going to piggyback off what we talked about last week. In our last episode, we talked about when to know when it's time to take the next step to kind of go forward, to stretch yourself, um, to kind of move your abilities forward. This week, we're going to talk about taking a step back, Um, not necessarily giving up, not quitting, but when is it time to move back into the familiar, do what you're comfortable with, and take a little bit of a breather. So um, to start off, first question for everybody, when do you know that it's time to be like, okay, I've been trying this thing, it's not working for me, I don't want to quit knitting or crochet, I'm not going to give it up, but when do I just... When do I kind of stop for a second? So I'm kind of in a little bit of a funk myself right now. I have been working on this shawl for a really long time. And most days I'm not working on it. The most that I usually work on it is when I am podcasting with you guys. So it's not a lot of work that I'm putting into it right now. But I'm also a painfully monogamous knitter. So it's hard for me to want to cast on to a new project just to give myself even a little bit of a break from this project and doing something that I actually really want to do. But I'm starting to feel it. I mean, like moving on to a new project, I also feel like taking a step back is also a feeling. It is. It definitely is. This is definitely like the feeling. Yeah, Drea, I don't think, I know you're painfully monogamous, but if you could tolerate having a second one as like, don't think of as the second one like you have a second whip. But like you have a smaller project and then a larger project. So like this shawl could be your larger project. And then maybe you do like a crochet square or, a you know, a washcloth or just something or a hat or something like really quick. So Honestly, that It probably is going to be a hat. Yeah. Just something that you can do just to kind of like take a honestly take a break from the shawl because I honestly from my perspective I I've been flipping between my sweater and my brioche hat so if I'm not feeling the sweater I go to the hat if I'm not feeling the hat I go to the sweater but like I I I don't know if I could do like just straight sweater I think I would cry (laughs) yeah I've I've boxed myself in at the moment where I'm like well I don't feel like knitting that shawl so I guess I got nothing (laughs) Oh, you no, that's I think you can I think it's safe for you to do two. I don't think two is bad. I think 12 is bad like me. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think it's bad. You could do as many as you want. I probably honestly 12 is probably low for me. It's probably up near the 20s, but um, <laughs> 
But yeah, I haven't looked at my, my whips are just standing over there and I'm just not touching them until I get these two. They can stay over there for now. I want to finish these two. That's what I'm committing to right now. I'm finishing these two. But yeah, Drea, honestly, like I would go for it because that feeling you're feeling is totally what Meg is talking about. Like exactly. It's time. (laughs) Very relatable right now. I actually think I'm going to take this opportunity and cast on my um, my make along project. Yeah, I really want to work on that snail. I mean, I still haven't like I just moved and I still haven't unpacked all the yarn. So that's the first thing that's before the toilet paper. You get the (laughs) yarn out. (laughs) But I think that's that's a good point that uh, I think piggybacking along that feeling is you don't want to knit what you're working on or, or crochet what you're working on, but you really want to start something else. Like you see that other project and you're like, I'm feeling that I'm not feeling this, but that over there, I could work on that. Yeah. And yeah. And that's tough for a monogamous knitter. Yeah. I'm not a monogamous knitter. I, I'm just like, I see an, a cute new pattern and I'm like, hello. And I forget about the thing. I was knitting. <laughs> I'm like uh, the opposite of monogamous knitter. What about you, Jess? Um, if it gets to a point where I actively loathe what I'm, I am working on, or I am like falling asleep while working on it, I know it's time to do something else for a little bit. Um, and sometimes it's a completely different craft altogether for a tiny bit. Um, depending, but usually it's bouncing either to something that I was really interested in or something smaller that I could just sort of like bang out real quick. Um, but it is, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm thinking, okay, I need to finish this thing. And then you just sort of get that like doom feeling. Yes. That like, I can't describe it, but I, I feel like the people who have it know exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, that that just like I'm going to cry if I have to knit one more stitch yes. of this garment. Yes. Um, yes, I know that feeling. Well. And so if if I feel that I'm like, okay, it's time to kind of look at something else for a little bit until until I at the very least don't get the doom feeling when I look at it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that doom feeling. I I have totally received it, the doom feeling and then I step away and then I'm okay. Like I just need, I just, it just needed that break. But like I had the doom feeling with the Ingle sweater. I've had a doom feeling with every sweater when I'm halfway through the body every single time. I'm just like, Oh, I can't do no. I mean, that is, that oh. is the whole of suck. Yeah. When you're halfway through the body, you're just like, ah, no. And, but like now that I'm like closer to the end, I'm like, okay, the doom feeling's gone. I feel like I'm actually might be doing something now. So I, I think this will be okay. <laughs> Which is relatable, really. Yeah. Very relatable. I don't think people talk about that enough. I think it's always about like, I think it's always about like the, the finished project or what you're starting on, but not a lot of people talk about the in-between. What's going on in between? What do we do? What are we, what are we feeling? And I feel like that is the epitome of this is that you can, it can suck sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you fly right through and everything is great. And sometimes, you know what, the doom settles, man. Yeah. And it could be for a lot of reasons. Like it could, it might not necessarily be the project. It could just be, there's so much other things going on that that project yeah. in particular is not fitting. Like, yeah, 
you know, cause like there's yeah. times where all I want to do is just a really quiet stock net project. And that's what I do. But then there, but then there's other times that looking at my yarn makes me hurt. Cause like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even think about doing something right now. Cause like, there's so much other things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, and I think a lot of people tend to shy away from that. Cause it's like, you know, gotta, gotta pretend like, Oh yeah, I love knitting all the time. It's always fun. But it's like, it's not, you know, if you don't, sometimes you just get that feeling and you're like, all right, break time. Well, I think a lot has to do with your mindset as well in the, in the vein of, um, you know, where your brain is at. Sometimes, you know, if you are stressed out, sometimes a, a, an easy project is all you have the capacity for. Other times when you're stressed out, I don't, I don't know about you guys. This is, this might be a me thing, but sometimes I need a more complicated project because I'm like, I want my brain to kind of shut off. Oh yeah. yeah. I want to work on something where I actually have to think about it because if I'm just doing like miles of stockinette or even ribbing that, that gives me way too much time to think. And I don't want to think right now. I want to think about my pattern. I want something complicated and meaty that I can really like sink my teeth into. Um, so I think a lot has to do with your mindset, your emotional state, um, and what you have the capacity for at this moment in time. And sometimes it's important to acknowledge, you know what, this is not beyond my capabilities, but it's beyond my capabilities in this moment. And I need to do something else. People aren't static. So it's not like, you know, if that feeling comes up, it's like, that's, that's perfectly normal. Like people are not static beings. Like there, there's always change. There's always like sort of a yo-yoing going on and that's nothing to say like, Oh, this it's going to drop off and you're never going to pick it up again. It's really just, I think your mind and body kind of being like, Hey, this is me telling you it's time to take a break, take a different kind of perspective on things maybe try something else or take a rest for a day and come back to it and that's perfectly normal or come back to it in six months yeah that too (laughs) i was gonna say with the summer coming up too that is a really big push for a lot for some people to kind of just okay i'm gonna take a break and enjoy the summer for a bit i'm just gonna go outside not knit not crochet i'll come back to this in September. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people have the problem where it's summer and, you know, not only is the weather nice, but it's also hot. And sometimes wrapping your hands around yarn is um, uncomfortable. Yeah. Knitting yeah. with cutting hands is pretty terrible. Yeah. I um, I think that's how I feel about my angles right now. It's just too hot because it's so heavy. Um. I think that is definitely why it's not because I don't want to work on it. I actually wouldn't mind some stock net right now, but uh, it, when I lay it out on my lap, I'm like, you know, what's really, you guys are saying this and I totally get what you're saying. It's just funny because like I do most of my knitting over the summer <laughs> because I have more time. It's like the, the time that I actually have. Um, I actually get the least amount of knitting done in like the fall. Yeah, well, you're with your occupation. That makes sense, right? It, it's that's when I'm most stressed, so <laughs> I get I get the least amount of knitting done. But I know what you mean, like because a lot of, especially if you live in in a hot, uh, hot climate, summer, um, 
you the the yarn can be unbearable depending on what you're using and unless you're the type of person that likes to swatch uh, swatch unless you're the type of person that likes to switch your yarns with the weather um yeah it could be a struggle or knit exclusively in ac Mm. right okay but like (laughs) i'm just laughing because when i was at lake george last year i definitely was like nah this is too hot and go to the ac and pat was like or you could not knit and i'm like nah nah i'm gonna go to the ac (laughs) (laughs) it's not an option sir sorry sir that's no because of everything going on outside of knitting it makes knitting it makes uh knitting feel almost like monumentous like to even just to do one row and i'm like oh i gotta do it i can't i and then once i doing it i'm fine but like i have to get past like five stitches and then i'm like okay okay i'm good i'm in it i'm in it but then like if i keep getting interrupted i don't know if this happens to anybody else but like if i start and i do three stitches and then like you know, and this is not a bad thing. It's just like a kid will want something or my husband wants something or the dog wants to snuggle and God forbid I have something on my lap and like what just like constant interruption will like totally mess up my flow. And then I'm like, okay, forget it. I'm just not, not going to knit right now. It's like being constantly interrupted while you're reading a book. Oh my God. Yes. It kills the immersion. Yeah. You know, sometimes I can I can jump in and out with with knitting. Um, but yeah, there are those days when it is it is it is like being interrupted reading where you're like, well, you know what? Now I'm just not going to do it. If, if you're going to keep interrupting me, I can't do this. And again, I think that goes with mindset. Can't, is this what you are capable of doing right now in the moment? Or do you need to do something else? Yeah, I think I'm going to break out a crochet square. That's where I, that's where I feel like I'm going to go. There you go. I keep saying I this every it. episode and I don't freaking do it. <laughs> I think you know? I'm just, I think I, I'm looking, I'm actually feeling my yarn right now on my wall. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to make you into a square. I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, for ideas for how to, how to kind of break out of that. I do that sometimes too, where I start going through my yarn collection and I'm like, what is speaking to me right now? What do I actually want to do? That is not what I'm doing. And this is how I wind up casting on too many projects. Yeah, I'm definitely by feel though. I'm not like sometimes it's look, but mostly it's like I'm feeling my skeins. And then like one skein, I'm like, oh, that's good. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to wind this one. (laughs) So I've been trying to, because I have a bunch of cakes that that happened to where like I touched the yarn and I went, you're going to be a cake. And then I used it for a little bit. And then now I have this cake left over. And now there's a section of my yarn stash that's cakes because it's cakes that I started on and I didn't finish. So now I've been, if I get that feeling, I just kind of go over to my cakes and I'm like, "Hmm, this one, I'll do that one. Now. I was say another thing you can do if you know you just need a break from the actual doing but you're you're not ready to like take a break from it in general man go look at some patterns I was just gonna say I'm <laughs> literally going to say that yes I do that too like go through the patterns see if there's any new ones that like you know strike your fancy <laughs> you could just save them to look at them you don't even have to like be planning on doing them but sometimes you know it it keeps you excited for the craft when you're just you're just not in the mindset to actually partake in the craft. And depending on the type of person you are, either look at a category you're comfortable in or look at a category you've never worked in before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
something new, something new, something exciting. I got bored with this sweater the other day and there's another sweater that I want to make next. <laughs> so I dyed up the yarn for it. <laughs> so now I have all this yarn that is ready to go. Um, but I will not let myself cast on for that sweater until I finish this sweater. And that can be a motivation too. If you, if you know what you want to do next and you're like, and you are a, a project monogamous like Drea, you can like kind of get your stuff ready and say, okay, this is the pattern. This is the yarn, but I'm not going to do it until I'm done with this one. And sometimes not always, but sometimes that can jumpstart you into like, okay, I'm going to finish this project so I can move on to the next one. Does not work for everybody. Your mileage might vary. Drea. If I were completely honest, I did not listen to what Meg was saying for the last like 10 seconds because I was looking at patterns. <laughs> so That's- yes, you do do that. So yes, I do do that. <laughs> I'm looking at the snail pattern and I'm, you know, giving myself some hype so I can, yeah, let's get this going. That's exactly what I just said. That was exactly what yeah. I said. Oh, hey, you're on it. I'm on task. You're on task. Great. <laughs> um, so for uh, the last part of this, we want, we want to talk a little bit about um, patterns that we fall back on when we do fall into a rut. This is kind of brought to us by um, some of our patrons on our Discord. We're talking about good fallback patterns for when they do um, get overwhelmed or they want to take a step back. This can be like a comfort pattern or... Uh, just something that you know gets you out of a rut. So who has a good pattern that they like to do when they get into that mood? I mean, I do like the Sunday swing socks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was going to do it. I knew it. I've not talked about Sunday swing in a long time. <laughs> it has been a really long time. It's been a really long time since you made one. Yeah, but you know what? I might be building up to a, a new pair. Old reliable. It is old reliable. It's such a good pattern. It is absolutely old reliable. You know what else is old reliable? What? More simple lines. Oh, that's a good one. It's because it's it's just interesting enough, except for Jess, Jess doesn't feel so. But it's just interesting enough yeah, that all sounds like Ugh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's for me though. It like I think it, it's just interesting enough that it like it picks up between the stock net. So like if you oh man I can't do any more stock. Oh great I'm not doing stock net. I'm gonna do a lace row. <laughs> it's like yeah, it does. It gives you a little bit of variety. Yeah, and the border's fun. I like doing the border. So I actually checked my Ravelry to see, like, what patterns I've done multiple times. And I didn't even remember that I had done this one, but I've literally knit the same hat four times in the last year. (laughs) Which hat? Uh, You own one. Andrea owns one. Um, It's the Utrecht Beanie by Dutch Girl Creations. Um, I knitted that for her. And I have then gone on now to knit that same hat four times. No, I'm sorry, five times. I've knit it five times. Yay. This hat is amazing because it is. It, it comes in five different weights. We haven't used sound effects. I forgot I was so into the topic. 
Um, it comes in five different weights, all the way from DK to super bulky. It is super fast, especially if you do it in the super bulky. It's just complicated enough to be interesting without being daunting. Crown is very like beautiful the way that it all comes together and the decreases. I love this hat. I would recommend that hat to anybody. And I've, I, again, I've knit it five times. It's a lot. I didn't realize it was old reliable, but apparently it's old reliable. Very nice. Old reliable. <laughs> you gotta say it that way every time it comes up. I made a ton of mini potion bottles. Yep, nice. you did. And crochet. And crochet. Yep, a whole ton of them. They are great because I can usually get them done in like three to four hours. And I can switch up the color every single time. They're super cute and I love them. And then I, I, I made a whole bunch of uh, granny squares too. Oh, guys, you know what we're not saying? What? I know I'm looking at my Ravelry now. Cocoa bean. Oh, I love the cocoa bean. That's such a go-to. You know, I, I've knit two of them and I, I don't know if I would ever do another one. Really? That one made me feel like I was in a rut. The Thanks. second time I knitted, I felt like... I got the doom feeling like I was, oh. in the I did, I did. But that's the thing. Like the, everybody's different. Everyone is different. Yeah. Yeah. So like what, what is like a great, like old reliable for you guys is not for me. And that's okay. I mean, it's going to be making 40 pairs of sw- Sunday swing socks. So, <laughs> you know, I've you. made Sunday swing a couple of times and I do like the pattern, but I don't have the same spot in my heart for it that you do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a category of my own. Nobody loves Sunday Swing like you. I feel like that pattern was made for me. It really was. It I have really, a, really was. I'm going to save one more and then I'll stop, I swear. Um, the only other one I haven't made, I actually haven't finished one yet, but I really, really enjoy the Stormy Sky Shawl. Um, it is. It, it has three different sections that you repeat, and one of them being... Uh, drop stitch section and the other section is a garter and then the other section is a lace piece and that works for me because like I sometimes I'll look at it and I'll be like "Ooh, I'm in a garter section I'm in the mood for that and then I look at it and I'm like "Ooh, I'm in a lace section I'm in the mood for that (laughs) I just keep going is that the one that you're doing in the in the natural yarn yeah yeah and it's coming out really pretty but I keep um, getting distracted by things. Now I'm going to want to knit it now. See, this is the problem, people. This is the problem. (laughs) I feel like the kind of prevailing um, repetitive thing I'm seeing with all these patterns is that they have a lot of variety in them. Yeah, to keep your interest. I'm saying like, yeah, like they're they're not massive projects, but they've got a lot of different parts and kind of different stuff in them to keep your keep yeah. your except for Jess's potion bottles which come in different colors and they're short and snappy something interesting and something that usually isn't going to take you forever and that's all the time we have for this week for additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast check out our patreon or our website at pardonmystash.com be sure to tune in next week for more fun friends and fiber at pardonmystash.com